so this Shabbos, we uh, don't bless the month like we usually do, because on this Shabbos, Baruch says teaches that Hashem himself blesses the month. What's the blessing Hashem gives the month? The blessing Hashem says is the first word of this week's Torah portion. Whenever they share this teaching, they spoke about how the Al-Drebbe heard from the Magid or from Baal Shem Tev. And the reason they said it that way, they explained uh, later, is that we want to invoke the merit of all of the fathers of Chosidus. Therefore, um, we specifically mention how we got the teaching. So what is a teaching? What is, what is the blessing Hashem gives us? The blessing Hashem gives us is the first verse of the sixth Torah portion. You are standing here together before Hashem, and the emphasis of Hashem's blessing is the word standing. You're standing, Hashem says that you are meritorious in judgment. Hashem says that you will win this court case. And uh, the Tour writes that before a uh, Rosh Hashanah, the custom was always to wear white, the order the day before Rosh Hashanah. The nervous repeat this, I think, every year, uh, because before Rosh Hashanah, a Jew is in a celebration mode. He knows he's going to win the win the court case, and therefore he's already celebrating before. And as we learned a couple of times, that's why Hashem tells us to celebrate Rosh Hashanah specifically in the harvest time, because Hashem wants us to come to Shoshana, not because we are um, a, we're afraid of something, because we're, we're, uh, uh, we're afraid of what, what consequences there may be. If we don't come to Hashem and do tshuva, instead we're coming to the Abishter with all of our fruit in the basket, which spiritually means we're coming to the Abishter with absolute certainty that the, well, all the brachas we want are going to be there. And we're just coming to Him in the language of the sixth Torah portion, to make a covenant with Hashem. The Rosh Hashanah is a day that we, like the language of Al-Tarebbe, in Terer this week, like two friends who love each other. And they love each other very passionately and deeply. But they're afraid that their love may dissipate. They're afraid there may be a reason why, why their love may diminish eventually. And therefore, they promise each other with a covenant that their love will never diminish. So the Altimus says that the way a covenant would work in those days was, was that they would uh, cut an animal to two parts and the people in the covenant would walk between the two parts of the animal, emphasizing that they are just like these two halves of the animal are part of the same animal. So too, although they may be separate from each other, although Hashem made the world in a way that I am different than you, you're different than me, and we're two different entities. But the idea of, of this covenant is that we realize that although we externally we're different from each other, but really we are absolutely one. And that's the theme, Rosh Hashanah, that all the Atem of my game, the first of all, Shem promises us, language of Hashem, that you'll be meritorious in judgment. Why are you standing in? So what are you doing here? What are you guys here for? What are we doing? We're here, we're here to make a covenant with love with Hashem, with simcha, with, 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 uh, with trust in Hashem. Absolutely, it's going to be a good year. And we're here to make a covenant with love and joy with Hashem. That's the theme. That's what Shana is. And 
because of that, the theme of Rosh Hashanah, it's highlighted this Shabbos, the idea of Kulchem. You're all standing here together. The reason we're all standing together is not only because, in the language of the Medrash, that uh, if you have a uh, twig, each twig on its own could easily be uh, broken in half. But if you put a bunch of twigs together, you tie them so they can't be broken easily. So with the Jewish people, when we're together, we're a force. Or as the Torah says about the uh, Tower of Bavel, that Hashem says, although they were doing a really bad thing, but because they had unity, Hashem says, I'm not going to stop them because unity itself is something that Hashem, it's, it's a sign of something really good, sign of Kedusha. That's the difference between Tayu and Tikkun, that in, in the world of Kedusha, the world of holiness, you find inclusion, you find connection. So it's not only to as an additional merit to an additional um, you know, brownie point for Shoshana, that we want to be together as one to get in with Hashem. That's absolutely true. That our unity is the key, key to all of Hashem's blessings, as we say every day in Shemunasrei. Bless us, Hashem. Bless us, our Father. All is one. So it's clear that it's the way to get Hashem's blessing is by being all is one. That's true. But it's 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 not just a uh, Trojan horse. Hashem, you see, we're united. It's not give us the good stuff. There's something intrinsic to what Rosh is that because of what Rosh is, therefore there needs to be unity. What is Rosh Hashanah? But the covenant. What's a covenant mean? The covenant again is there's two, two halves of one animal and although they're separate from each other, they're really part of one animal. So too we say today, Bishter, although we are built in a way, Hashem built specifically to be that way, to feel like we're a separate entity from Hashem. Yet we realize that although we're built to be separate, we're not really separate. We're really one with you. And and we promise Hashem, like the two friends make that promise to each other. Or Hashem, we make that promise to Hashem. And no matter what happens, our love for you will never stop. We may be in the mood, we may be not in the, not in the mood. We make a covenant and promise to Hashem, that our bond with Him will never stop. No matter what, we'll, we'll always fulfill, we'll incarnate Him as our King. He will always be our King, no matter what. We'll always do what He says. As we're learning in the letter this week, that it's not just we're reading what he says, but we specifically invoke the memory of, of through the shofar, of the giving of the Torah, that we the way we coordinate Hashem specifically is we want to um, we want to uh, fulfill his will, which is Terimitsis. So therefore we invoke the memory of of, of Matan Torah because in order to facilitate this accepting, incarnating Hashem in this promise, what is it really about? By bringing, very often a guy gets up and says, L'chaim, Hashem should help, I should become a chassid. And they're like, hey, so what do you want to do tomorrow? You want to go hang out on the beach? You want to go, what, what do you mean when you say you want to become a chassid? You want to go daven for more than 10 minutes? You want to learn chitas? You want to rambam? What exactly do you mean? We see. So Shoshana is a coronation day, it's true, but it has some specific application. Ramil Tzibol Vasholm, Mishpi in Marstown, used to say that uh, these 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 uh, animals decided one day to coronate the lion as their king, and they, all the lion, animals of the forest got together, and they had these uh, two Dalmatians carrying this velvet pillow upon which there was going to be the great crown that they were going to give the lion, 
while all these animals are gathered together in the forest, uh, Yankel looks through his fridge and he sees this old smelly piece of meat. Like, eh. He takes it out of the meat fridge and he sees all these animals out there in the forest. He throws out the piece of meat and all the dogs run towards this smelly piece of meat. They forgot the king, they forgot the crown because it's a smelly piece of meat. So in a similar way, Melech was saying that uh, it, Shoshana is in, indeed they would coronate Hashem as a king. It's a very deep and uh, devotion that we're supposed to express to Hashem on this day. But it has a specific application. It's not just about a, a deep acceptance of Hashem. It's about, it's about accepting the terms. And that's also, Rosh Hashanah is about unity. As the letter also, also highlights in this letter, Rosh Hashanah, just like by giving the terrible, like one person with one heart. So too, to get to Rosh Hashanah, you have to have one person with one heart. You have to be like one person with one heart. It's it's intrinsic to Rosh Hashanah. It's part of what Rosh Hashanah is. Since, since Rosh Hashanah, we are forgetting all, all different things that we were involved in. And we, and we are embracing our connection with Hashem. So therefore, what is Rosh Hashanah really? Rosh Hashanah really is a day that we... Um, we come home to our true self. Rosh Hashanah is the day that we, we, we get closer to who we are. And who are we? This guy, uh, he had two sons, and his two sons hated each other. And uh, long story short, the guy was giving out his inheritance before he passed away. He was talking about his inheritance. And uh, Ruven and Shimon are basically saying, we're not really brothers, so you don't have to. Um, so you don't have to make things fair, you know. Yeruvain says, "You know, I'm the right, I'm the good son," and Shimon is saying, "He's the good son." And the father says, "If he's not your brother, I'm not your father." What makes Hashem our father is the fact that you're my brother. If I am not your brother, then he's not my father. In order to bring the Eivishter to want to, uh, not just to want, but the part of the covenant with Hashem means that. There's something deeper with not just not just a promise that comes from from my consciousness, from my feeling right now. I make a promise, I make a promise any day of the year. Rosh Hashanah is about that. There's something deeper within a Jew that's revealed, as we learned in this in this letter just that we just finished. That Rosh Hashanah, Hashem reveals within us something that's that's uh, that's real. Our our deep bond with the Eibushter is is revealed on Rosh Hashanah, and therefore. It comes to my consciousness as well, and I feel a different way as well. But what is it? It's my neshama seeking a bond with Hashem. Anybody could learn Shariyuchav uh, Amuna about the oneness of Hashem and uh, understand it. You don't have to be Jewish necessarily to understand it. But by being Jewish, you have an advantage because your soul is looking for this explanation. A soul feels there's nothing besides Hashem. And it wants that the faith that he has inside that it should come into his consciousness, that it should think a different way. That's what a soul was looking for. Uh, imagine if you never have visited Alaska, and it's nighttime in Alaska, and uh, someone tells you in Alaska that this, right now it's nighttime, it's 10 o'clock at night. You arrive in Alaska at night, and it's, the pilot says it's 10 o'clock at night, and you look outside, it's, it can't be 10 o'clock at night, it's, 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 it's like daylight. But then you were convinced, they told you again and again, it's, and they explained to you why. And it, but 
with all these explanations, it's it's hard for you to accept this because you know deep down that it's 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 light out. So what do you, what like you feel like the emperor has no clothes? You feel like what are these guys talking about? It's not nighttime. But if you would look, come down to uh, land in LAX at ten o'clock at night and you see it's dark and the crowd announces at ten o'clock at night, so right away, of course it's ten o'clock at night. That's it's, it. Looks like it's ten o'clock at night. Our neshama is built with this appreciation that, the, that there's nothing besides Hashem. That's our emuna. Our emuna, the word emuna is very different to the word belief. When people use the word belief, what does belief mean? Belief means I don't see it. I don't have any demonstrative proof for this thing. But I have an estimated guess and a hope that this is the way things are. That's pshat, a belief. In regards to our faith in uh, in Hashem, the word belief is not the right word. It's not a belief. We know with absolute certainty that there's neighbor. Where does that come from? Absolute certainty. Our neshama has a conviction, without any doubt or doubt of a doubt, slightest doubt, that there's neighbor. That's who our neshama is. And neshama has this conviction. That's the faith of the neshama. Faith doesn't work for things which are in front of your eyes. Faith is for things that you can't see with your eyes. So we have an absolute faith on the Shama, the truth and the Abisham. That's who we are. That's faith. But in addition to the faith, the Alter Rebbe points out in this expression, the Abisham says, look, I give you today life and goodness, death and evil. It's not enough just to have faith. Hashem also says, I want you to see something. What should you see? Alter says, a person should see with his eyes that the highest in the world, the energy of the world is godliness. You should see, he knows he knows for certain that he has the life, that he's alive. And we're believers, children of believers, that the life that you're seeing, that the life you see in yourself in the world, that life is godly. You're able to understand that just like you, without a soul you can't live and must be of a soul in you. And so, so to Hashem is the real soul of everything in the world. It, it's, it's logical. So your faith that you have in Hashem, which is absolute conviction, isn't sufficient. The author says you have to also look at the world and see this. Why isn't it enough just to have your faith? Because your faith is something which is very, it's absolute, but it's too deep and too distant for it to have a tangible effect on you. So what does the author say to do? He says to do an exercise to summon that faith and make it something that you see with your eyes. You look at the real world, and you see around the world all this energy, all this life. The author says you should look and realize that this, that you're seeing life in the world is godly life. So he's asking you to take the faith you have in your neshama and channel that faith of your neshama to be something that's logical in your mind, that you think that way, you see the world that way. The author uses the expression, with a vivid perception. And that's why right after Meshach Rabbeinu says to look, Hashem says, look, I'm giving you today life and goodness, death and evil, immediately following that instruction, Hashem says to love Hashem. If you're able to, it's on the surface of Pasuk is saying, there's a life, there's a path of Torah, and that brings goodness. And there's a path of evil, and that the path of death, and that, and that brings badness. Do what Hashem wants, it's good. Do, don't do what Hashem wants, it's bad. You, you, it's, there's consequences. The Alter says, what does that have to do with love? So Alter explains, what Hashem is telling you is, take the faith you have inside of you. Don't be like that thief who tells Hashem, help me steal. Don't let your faith be something that just is very deep within your consciousness, but not the way you actually think and feel. And, and, and make that something you look at, you see. So when a Jew does this, he's at a home court advantage in this, in this meditation. Because for a Jew, 
his first reality is he sees that he feels this deep within himself is a moon and Hashem. It's deep. It's not enough, but that's but that 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 that's that, that's 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 the center of gravity. If you don't even have that neshama, which is a part of Hashem Mamish, didn't have a part of yourself which it knows this for sure because it is a, is a part of Hashem. So, and instead, your first reality is I exist. The world exists. So, with all of the explanation of the Rebbe, you're using your mind, and your and your conviction is as strong as your logic. And as long as your mood, the context of your logic is in, in your mood and your feelings, as long as 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 they allow that logic to to uh, to resonate, and you want it to resonate. But when you're a yid, in Shama has this conviction, anyways. So when you channel that into your mind, you're not, you're not just, that, that conviction doesn't only have the conviction of logic. It has a conviction of your neshama. Your neshama knows this to be true. So you're taking the conviction of your neshama, which is absolute, which is infinite. You know there's an abister, your neshama, imagine you didn't have a body. Imagine you didn't have a body. All you had in it was a neshama. You, the conviction of your neshama and the abister isn't because the neshama sees the abister only. It's because the neshama is one with the Abish. So when the Alter says you do this exercise and it shouldn't just be something you have in your neshama, you're able to really have a vivid perception of Hashem, realizing that all the life you see in the world is God. What you're doing is you're taking this natural, this very natural perception of your neshama, and you're making it something that's human and you're making it something that, that you can live with. So it's not like the Nanju, who's trying to create the relationship. Hasidus compares relationship with Hashem to both a brother and sister and to husband and wife. The disadvantage of the relationship between husband and wife is that it's, it always fluctuates. It, the disadvantage of the relationship with brother and sister is that it's not exciting, it's constant. It's, it's, it's not, there's no, 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 no excitement there because it's just a constant flow. When a Yid takes his emuna, and he brings it into his into his seichel. He's taking something which is very deep, and he's and he's using that very deep bond with Hashem that he has intrinsically, and he's and that's his neshama shining in his seichel, not just seichel. His neshama shining in his seichel. In a similar way, when a yid embraces another yid, Parshas Tzavim is about we're all standing together before Hashem, wood choppers, water carriers, that. That Avas Yisrael, that, that feeling of the sense of unity, the language of the Al-Trebla, that we're all one, that not just an I see a virtue in you. The Al-Trebla, I know it's already 7.02 and I came at 10 minutes, 12 minutes late. If Reb Zev is on here, we know it's really 13 minutes late. The Al-Trebla emphasizes, in the Maimur of Atim Mitzvahim, Maimur about this Shabbos, the Al-Trebla emphasizes that there's two points in our unity to each other. One point is that Everyone has an advantage. There's a logical reason why you're better than me and why I should appreciate who you are because of your specific virtues that you have. Okay? There's another thing that unites me and you. The first example is how we're all part of one body. You are the hand and you're maybe the feet and I'm maybe the head and you're the feet. But after all, the head needs the foot. So even if I'm the head and you're the foot, I need you. We're all part of one body. Everyone has something they can bring to the table and all Jews need each other. Everyone has their thing they contribute to Jewish people. That's one point Altrim says. That's why Hashem emphasizes there are wood choppers, there are water carriers. We're all in this together and we all need each other. That's one point. Obviously, so means I look at your specific virtue that you have. 
means that I'm thinking about what's good about you that I know with my mind, I, my experience with you. There's another kind of Avis Yisrael. The says Avis Yisrael is not just because we're part of one body, but means that intrinsically in our souls we are one. So it's kind of like these two energies of faith in Hashem, which is from my essence of my soul. So to I embrace you because we are one, not because of what I know about you, but just because we are brothers, because we have, what's, we have the same father. And there's another element in you that I could see with my eyes, that I could look at, I could see, I could appreciate, because Altimus says every Jew has virtues. Therefore, if you just think and deeply, you'll find them. So there's another reason I love you. I love you because of who you are. So, so the, the covenant I make with Hashem, in order to be able to have, to feel soul, to feel soul, I need to have Avis Yisrael. Avis Yisrael is in language of Chassidus, the bris mila, it's a circumcision of the heart. In order to really love another Jew, it, it, it requires me to peel a layer, and actually by exercising, exercising after so in a way that it hurts, and in a way that it's hard, I give myself a favor to you, that itself is also a circumcision of the heart. That allows my neshama to shine. So, there is an advantage of the fact that we're all together as one world brothers, that, that I'm not looking at your specific virtue, I'll talk about the essence, something which is deeper. There is an advantage of the fact that you have your specific virtues. That I can understand about your virtues. That, 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 that's something which is more down-to-earth and personable. It's also true. So the author says you have to have both. You have to have both the, the faith of Hashem. Just like an analogy of the faith, if they're both the, the faith of your essence in Hashem, it's also bring it down to your mind's eye and to your, and to your perception. In a similar way, regarding your um, it's not enough just to have you're uh, embracing the Jew because we're both Jewish, we're both brothers, but I have to look at your virtue specifically. And it's by me embracing you that I come in touch with my neshama and I can feel the Ebesh of my father as well. It, it, it's to stand before Hashem, it involves being together with everybody else. Because you're standing together, that's how you get before Hashem. You can't get before Hashem without that. Obviously, so obviously is what brings your neshama out to be before Hashem. That's why we read this parasha before Shoshana, that it's, this is Rosh Hashanah. It's not just a way to get the brachas of Hashem before Shoshana. This is Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is our unity before Hashem, which makes us be before Hashem. Our unity together brings us before Hashem and brings the brachas of Hashem for all the goodness coming here. It's Hashem. Uh, any questions, comments, criticism, tomatoes, cucumbers? A great Shabbos to Varya. You too. Great Shabbos to Beryl. Great Shabbos to Dr. Bersman. Great Shabbos to Jonathan. Thank you.